Hi, welcome to my podcast, Talking Travel with Wendy. I travel the globe interviewing really cool people in small hospitality and tourism businesses. Join me each week as I discover and share something or someone new with you. You can find more at www.travelwithwendy.net. And remember, it's always an adventure when you travel with Wendy. This past spring, while visiting Italy and my friend Candy, new resident of Italy, she recommended we visit Tivoli and the Villa d'Esta. The Villa d'Esta gardens have inspired botanical gardens around the world, including Copenhagen's Tivoli Gardens and the Jardin de Tivoli in Paris. The construction of this Renaissance garden and palace was in the 16th century, and visiting from the city of Rome is a great day trip. It's about 30 kilometers or a 45-minute drive from the city. Tivoli and the Villa d'Esta also makes a great stop on your way to Tuscany, Perugia, or Venice. First, the town of Tivoli. We had a gorgeous day for our visit in April. Part of the Sabina Hills with tremendous views of Romana Copagna, which has vistas, valleys, and waterfalls. The town was founded in 338 BC and became a respite for the wealthy of Rome to escape into the hills to relax and unwind and still does today. It grew in stature and fame after the 16th century and had a rebirth during the Middle Ages, especially during later on in the Renaissance period. Our walk around town was a lot of fun. Shops were open and gelato stands and cafes. Before making our way to the gardens, we decided to stop for a bite to eat. Just off the Piazza Giuseppe Garibaldi, tucked away in the Via della Michone, Michione, <laughs> is La Angolina di Mirko. Candy found Prima Parking, and we walked down to the restaurant that smelled amazing from the street. They had English menus, but one of my travel tips is when you're traveling throughout Europe and you're not speaking English, to ask for a non-English menu, especially if you're in tourist destinations. Many times, local favorites are not listed on the English-only menu, and you're missing out on some great local food. Candy and I enjoyed some red wine, artichoke and parmesan salad, and ravioli with datarino, tomatoes, and tagiasi olives. Yum. <laughs> also, remember, many times in Italy there is a coperto, which is a separate charge found on your bill for bread and olive oil prior to your meal. This charge is typically a per person rate and is also referred to as a copa. It's usually between two and four euros per person in the tourist areas, but you might want to check your bill and see that. Don't be surprised at it though. This is very typical of Italy and France. Service was fun and professional, food was tasty, and we enjoyed listening to the bustling of the streets while we were sitting on an outdoor patio seating for the restaurant. Next, we made our way to the gardens. Tickets for the garden are €22.80 per day visit, but you can also visit from Rome as well and include a Hadrian's Villa ticket. These combo tickets are great from Get Your Guide, and I'll put those links in the description below. Candy and I were not on a super fast schedule, so we just took our time walking the gardens. It truly is amazing how much of the villa is still intact from the 16th century. Around 1550, Cardinal Ippolito Il d'Este failed to become Pope, and because of this, he received permission from the governor of Tivoli to begin revitalizing, restoring, and repairing the palace and gardens. 
Around the 18th century, the gardens were then acquired by the House of Habsburg, the Austrian family. The estate then fell into disrepair, including all the waterworks. It wasn't until the beginning of the First World War that the property was given back to the Italian government. It has been open to the public since 1920, and there was a bit of damage during World War II from a bombing in 1944, and there are iconic photos of Mussolini walking the grounds. You can still see them today, and we found the historic preservation and documentation of the gardens and palace just really incredible, very succinct. In 2001, the Villa de Esta became a UNESCO World Heritage Site and is considered to be one of the best examples of pre-Renaissance and Renaissance garden design. So Tivoli has so much more to see, though, and although we didn't get a chance to see all of it, here are a few sites you might want to see while you are in this Lazio city. The first one is the Rocca Pia. Just off the Piazza Garibaldi is the Rocca Pia, built in the 1460s as a fortress to protect the city from possible invaders. It is a prominent landmark in the ancient town today. It was used as a prison up until 1960 in the town, and tours run every 30 minutes and is open from 10 to 4 daily. Hadrian's Villa. Hadrian's Villa is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and its ancient ruins and archaeological remains are part of a larger villa complex that was built around AD 120 by Roman Emperor Hadrian. The villa is considered to be a symbol of opulence and excellence, which included bathrooms, sculpture gardens, alfresco dining halls, theaters, pavilions, and covers seven square miles. Yep, <laughs> that's a lot of land. <laughs> Next is the Grand Waterfall, Grand Cascatari Tivoli. This cascading waterfall flows from the Anian or Onio River in Tivoli. Artists and photographers alike have captured its beauty since the 1700s. Considered one of the top sites to see in Tivoli, you'll probably want to add this to your itinerary if you're a nature lover. You can also hike around it as well, so you might want to check that out. I've included a walking map of Tivoli and these famous sites in my blog, so definitely go visit there as well. The link's in the description. So Candy's now a local, and I am so super jealous. I can't wait to see where she has in mind for my next visit to Italy. Be sure to join me next time for a look at Sacro Bosco, the Garden of Monsters in Bomarzo, Italy. Ooh. <laughs> Till next time, remember, it's always an adventure when you travel with Wendy. Ciao!